0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to episode 130. As always, I'm Jim. I'm Jim. Jims are back, baby.
1: Jimming in your belly, and we're hitting a <laughs>
0: milestone.
1: It is, man. It's good to it's good to achieve something. I feel like 130 is a milestone for us. It is because it is.
0: you know we we should be further along. God,
1: we always say we should be further along. I would think at least we should be twice as far along as we are now if we really took advantage of summer as much as we as we possibly could and we we did the recording every other weekend we surely we'd be at least 200
0: yeah i would imagine i mean that was the plan all along that was totally the plan life gets in the way it does when you're adults and you have responsibilities it just it kills all of your extracurricular hobbies
1: yeah anything that you find joyous will eventually die when you become an adult Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes, so <laughs> but we're we're gonna cling on to this with our death grips, and we're never gonna let it go. That's a Star I Trek hope. reference.
1: If you didn't get it. no. Honestly, dude, this is it's still fun to do. It's still fun to come over, get a few drinks in, laugh, say some wildly inappropriate things on a podcast, and have to cut it. Yeah, uh, that's usually the best part. Like, the, it's sad that you can't hear some of the things that we say on this podcast that we have to take off because. Uh, you know, open investigations. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm glad that the general public doesn't have the privilege or the agony of listening to that. So
1: that is true. That is true. Some of it is some of it's wild.
0: Very, very wild. But you know, we're just uh, everyday Americans trying to have a good time and, and build a podcast. And I think we've done a fairly good job. I know when I mention that I do a podcast, people are kind of surprised, yes, because like when they think of podcasts, they think of a big production and a lot that goes into it, which there is quite a bit of time and and effort that put that we put into it, but they think of you know major production kind of like the joe rogan podcast and things that they see online
1: yeah yeah which is it, it's a fair assessment you know and and i'm i know when people hear us because our equipment is halfway decent we sound great and so it comes off as a very very well put together podcast. yeah i think so and i think I, I think our song is nice yeah i'm still surprised we haven't changed it we Shout talked out to about joseph. changing yeah. joseph seriously we haven't seen this guy in at least i haven't seen him since 20 just working
0: man working a lot he We're going to get him on soon. We will. All of our schedules don't always match up. So,
1: no. unfortunately, we've had to um we have had to call an ambulance the past like a couple of times this semester so far. And occasionally when we do uh, a supervisor's dispatched, occasionally Joseph comes by my campus when we have to do something like that. So you get but to see him on doing. So I get to wow. see him sometimes on doing. And it's so nice. it's so it's so fun to see Joseph that way because I I know Joseph as just this incredible kidster and I mean just a wild wild man. I've seen him naked from time to time. So to see him in wow. full pro- professional mode, yeah. it's great. See him in his element. Yeah,
0: see see him in in the wild, you know, yeah. so to speak. Yes. But what oh. have you been up to, man?
1: Uh same as you. A lot of work. Just work? Just a lot of work. Um, Having a lot of time, fun with the girls, things like that. Um, Getting into new hobbies. Backgammon. Wow. I tried that a couple of times. It wasn't as fun. I couldn't do the pickleball. I don't want to get into the pickleball craze. I feel like everyone's getting into that, so I thought I'd try backgammon. Not as much fun as tennis. I just enjoy regular tennis, I think.
0: I've really given thought about the whole pickleball endeavor because it is uh, – it's not a huge wear and tear on your body and no. it, it is fun because I grew up playing ping pong. Yeah. You yeah. know, religiously it's- with friends and I created my own ping pong table and we played at school in the baseball locker room. We'd get really competitive and it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. And I recently saw a post on social media. There was an elderly couple that won a whole bunch of awards here for winning a pickleball tournament. I was oh like, nice. man, that would be fun to do.
1: Yeah. Is it, it's, it, it's very similar. It's like a, it's ping pong mixed with
0: tennis. T- tennis. Yeah. It is. It's like miniature tennis, but they play it on, a, pong, on
1: yeah. a normal tennis court, right?
0: Yes. I think it's condensed a nice. little bit. It's,
1: yeah. Just like that. Those front yeah, four yeah, squares. Yeah. It's like four square. It is. But with a net and a partner.
0: And I need to brush up on the rules. At so one time I, I did learn, but it's been so long and I try to, as a, physical education teacher. I tried to teach it to my, my kids a few years ago, but like I said, I forgot the rules and I scrapped that real quick.
1: I was looking, uh, it was when I was at San Jacinto and and one of the gopher magazines had come in and I didn't buy the exact, uh, advertisement that was in it, but I stole the name Yuki ball Mm -hmm. and it was essentially capture the flag mixed with dodgeball. uh, and so we kind of just used uh, – San Jacinto at the time had a ton of really great uh, PE mats and, like, gymnastic mats. And so we'd put them up, and we would build little forts and things like that. And then we would have epic tournaments, like, weeks-long tournaments of teams that would come together oh, and do UQ. Ball. And it was great. so much fun. Great camaraderie that we built into those students back then.
0: That's a good topic. Let's let's talk about the, uh, the games that we grew up playing that – Never get old.
1: I still think one of the f- most fun games to play, and really anyone can play it if you have the right size goal, is knockout.
0: Oh yeah, knockout is fun. yeah and traditional knockout. Yeah, yes.
1: Is there is there d- other types of th- var- play? There's
0: variations of it, but How yeah. Do you- I don't know. Like I always just played, you know, straight line traditional way. You can you can modify it by like shooting starting the line at various places on the court oh yeah you can play around the world that's another variation of it but the traditional way of playing knockout is fun as hell and you can use you can throw in different size balls Mm -hmm. which you like
1: yes i I am a you know i don't want i don't want one size i want to be able to to mix it up (laughs) throw me a big sucker and then throw me something a lot more easy to manage there you go something not quite as a football
0: or a big oversized Volleyball or something like that. that, Oh, yeah. Knockout is classic. Um, I would have to go with, uh, man, there's nothing better than dodgeball. Yeah. That's a cliche answer, but, man, there's nothing better than dodgeball. And there's so many variations and types of dodgeball you can play. Like we would play medic ball where you would have a medic on your team that wore a specific bright-colored penny penny or jersey, and they were allowed to go heel other players that were out, you know, and if you got their medic out, then you had a really high advantage of, you know, winning the game really quickly. So that's another way of playing it. But yeah, there's nothing better than hitting someone in the face with <laughs> an inflated ball,
1: you know, and and that's the fun thing. Knockouts a good individual sport because it's just you, you want to beat everybody else, but dodgeball is the first, I feel like, should be the first team bonding sport in public education uh, when you have special rules like that. I think if it's a basic dodgeball game, especially with the younger kids, it's not as fun because once they get out, they're out. But you have the you know, the rule where if you hit the backboard, everybody on your team gets back in. Yeah, yeah. And you've got one or two kids in the grade level maybe that can make that throw and hit it. And so you put them on either team and so you give them that chance. And just the, the excitement in kids' eyes when it hits the backboard and everyone gets back. And then the other kid does it like 10-minute, 20-minute long games. And the kids are just going wild the whole time. It is. it is.
0: You know what it reminds me of? Basketball. Let's talk about yes. some
1: basketball. Yes. Did you ever play it? Trey and Matt Parker.
0: Oh, man.
1: I did play it. We, we, I tried. We played variations of it. We did a lot of tennis baseball growing up. Um, not in like gym or anything like that, but uh, at friends' houses and stuff like that. Because we always wanted to play baseball, but we didn't I mean, couldn't with a bass a bat in baseball, so we just used tennis ball. But that was always fun. Tennis and
0: baseball. basketball came out in the late nineties.
1: Yeah. So was it their first live feature length? Because I think uh, Team America: World Police was before it.
0: Oh, I think that was after, and then oh, you, was it? you had South Park Uncut. Somewhere in there. yeah, we'd, ha- we'd have to look that up. I'm looking it up Jamie, right look up. it up. So, b- Basketball was real popular. The movie, when we were teenagers, and we would try to mimic it and and adopt some of the rules, and then we'd just roast each other and get <laughs> very, very vulgar and inappropriate. But, yeah, it, it was never the same. Never the same as a movie. I hate to say it, but that's uh, one of the... F- funny movies that involve like a obscure sport kind of like dodgeball the movie. Yeah. Which is an all time classic.
1: Yeah. Uh, basketball. I-, I liked basketball. So I, so South park, bigger, longer and uncut. I was mm. the only one I wasn't able to look up. Basketball came out in 1998. Yes. Like you had said, team America world police. Um,
0: that had to have been early 2000s. Was 2004. Uh huh.
1: And then South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut was in 99. So, Basketball was their first. And it may not even have been their first movie. It was just the first movie that I can think of as well. But I liked Basketball. I liked, I liked the trash talk part of it. I like how it was just a made-up game on the fly. Great movie. Um,
0: Yeah, th- yeah. Basketball was the first one. 98, then 99. South Park, then 04.
1: Team America.
0: Yeah, and that movie was fucking hilarious. Which one? Team America, World
1: Police, yeah. South Park. I lo- South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Will always have a special place in my heart. Because
0: yeah, don't you have like a lot of the lines memorized? I have the entire movie memorized. That's right. I can remember. You I can telling start.
1: Me that. No, I, I I can't just start. I could probably start right now and go through it, but it's a lot easier watching the movie and getting on. But I know all the songs. Like it was, it's just a great movie. So much fun. So much fun. And it has one of my favorite, in my opinion, clean jokes mm-hmm. when he's talking about, he's telling uh, Kyle to Kyle and uh, Stan to grab a butt for, her. and they say, what's a butt for? And he says, for pooping, silly. This <laughs> is just, it's, just, it's a it's not a good time in the movie for it. And, you know, the, the situation, we just threw it in, it's in there. Great, yeah. nonchalantly, <laughs> just, yeah. just nonchalantly, and yeah. that's the that's the great thing about that. All right, but hey, I want to hear another um, from the PE coach perspective. Yes, outside of just the normal ones, like what is your what's your favorite game to make kids play? Uh, it's called long ball. It's yeah? kind of like
0: kickball and dodgeball mixed into one. Heck yeah. So you have a team spread out amongst the court, all from, you know, the, the the uh the the front of the court to the back of the court and there's no real boundaries. So there's this team that's sitting out, one person comes up to kick, they stand underneath the basketball goal, roll the ball, kinda like kickball, they kick it as hard as they can, and they've got to try to make it to the other end of the gym. Nice touch the wall, and they're safe. And they can exit what's called the safe zone whenever they would like. If they want to exit when the next person comes up to kick, they they can do that or they can wait and they can build up, you know, points by kind of harboring all of their players down there at one end and then they can all run at once, making it way more difficult to get, you know, anybody out. But that's my favorite. And they've got to make it all the way back to the other – into the court, past the baseline, touch the wall for points. Yeah. And that game can go on an entire class period. You can have it like tournament style. You can break it up into teams. Do you like get an extra point teams? if
1: you can kick the ball, make it down to the save zone and back in one trip? No, just it's just, one it's point. It's still one point, one even point. better. But
0: if you can kick the ball high enough above a certain line on yeah. the gym wall – then that's a home run.
1: Nice. I, I, so I think a variation of that. I think we even called it long ball. That's a lot of fun. Um, I always like taking kids outside and doing obstacle courses. Now this yeah. is this is a this is a strictly elementary one because they don't have play equipment at middle schools and high schools. But taking the kids outside because there's usually one spot that there's a two person slide, and you start them going up the slide, and they just in, in in the most elementary way possible parkour their way you know <laughs> through all the play sets that's always that's, that's always, always fun yeah, yeah um we did a lot more i feel like and of course i was at a small school so it was you know sports were kind of the only thing that our pe teacher did we called him coach we didn't call him anything else like he wasn't an actual coach he was just a pe teacher right uh coach castle i think was his name um but we did a lot of drill work. We did a lot of basketball. We did a lot mm-hmm. of dribbling. Um, we did a lot of games centered around being on a team and having a little indoor obstacle course where you dribble the ball to a certain spot and you do you know like a couple of spins around a cone and then you go make a basket <sighs> and then you send yeah. it back to the person. I mean, that was
0: brings up some good memories. Yes, childhood years are. The, I mean, the elementary years, primary years are the best. Yeah. I wish I could go back. I wish I could live, like, a day in elementary again.
1: With your same, like, experiencing it now, but you're a 30-year-old man? Yeah. Just enjoy. <laughs> just to see, what, just, just I mean, to live a day. Yeah. Like, you go back to kindergarten. like. You go back to kindergarten. You're sitting there, and you're like, this is the life. I'm making Play-Doh. Exactly. And then I'm going to play with this Play-Doh. And then I'm going to take a nap. And I'm going to go sit in this teacher's lap while she reads me a story. And then, (laughs) no, not in a bad way. But I remember doing that. I remember sitting, you know, kindergarten teacher. Not not in a weird way, James. Don't make it weird. I know. But then you lay down for a nap. You wake up. They give you a snack. You go to gym. You go outside. You just play. You pretend you're a Power Ranger or a Transformer. You didn't do Power Rangers. So what did you pretend you were? A cuck?
0: <laughs> I wanted to be a dragon. I, I once prayed to Jesus Christ to turn me into a dragon <laughs> during class. During class, you were yeah. like, I don't want to sit here and read this book. I was like in second or third grade. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. God, please turn me into a dragon. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. So do you you have just random weird memories from when you were in school? Yeah, but I wish I had more. That's
0: why I wish I could travel back in time and relive a a few days, a one day, whatever it may be.
1: I try to isolate memories based on years. Like, okay, what Mm -hmm. happened when I was in third grade? And I have this weird memory of when I was in sixth grade because I talked, uh, go figure, all the damn time. and It was one thing I always got in trouble for. And the teacher left. And told us to be quiet in what felt like 30 minutes. But I think it was probably only more like four or five. And everyone was talking except for me. Like, I was like, I'm intentionally not going to talk. Just so that I can be, because everyone's talking. So I sat there and I read my book. And then she came back in. And the, the little assistant or whatever that was sitting in there said, Everybody was talking except for Jared and I just looked over and I was just like, Thank you for recognizing. And the teacher made the fucked up comment. And they were like, Oh well, that's the first time. I was like, Bitch, you are just <laughs> getting on me. Like I can't even win for this. That's oh, funny. Yeah. No. That's, what were you? Were you were you a talker or were you just a no, class I was,
0: clown? I was a quiet kid and I you know, I would talk with my friends. Yeah. My close friends or acquaintances but i was never uh an outgoing extrovert where i was wanting attention and things like that yeah. i was just i would do things behind the scenes You're when sneaky, no one was no bastard. one was looking <laughs> you know when the teacher wasn't looking i'd you know make an inappropriate gesture to my friend <laughs> things like that but, but not I was, to a, I was not always to a random student just no. always to your friends yeah i was okay. always afraid to get in trouble and things like that i wanted to you know be a part of the team and I didn't want to jeopardize that. So I would always do enough to get by so I could be a part of athletics. Yeah. But, um, I would never put myself in jeopardy of getting in trouble to jeopardize that.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Very calculated. So do you see, cause I see it all the time, uh, kids that I'm like, okay, I, this is, this was me, you know, 30 years ago or something like that. Do you see that? I would be afraid to sometimes, see it in the high school level. Sometimes, yeah. Did, did you? Yeah.
0: I haven't seen it as much, but um, I've seen it in the middle school level quite a bit. I used to, I, I used to do some very uh, juvenile things, like we all did.
1: Yeah. I. Do you worry about that with your kids?
0: Yes and no. I just feel like kids are different now to a certain extent.
1: Like, I hope so, man. I don't I, We used to, man. We did shit that I don't think kids now will do because of phones. Yeah. Like.
0: And this they wouldn't think to do. Like, okay, we grew up throughout the Jackass era. Yeah. So we mimicked a lot of things we saw yeah. on Jackass a and lot. Viva La Bam, yeah. CKY, all that stuff. Like, but now That's they the have, kind of stuff I would do that would be mischievous or just totally stupid.
1: Yeah. Now they have the influencers that yeah, do yeah. stupid shit. And yeah. like
0: but their stupid shit is like swallowing tide pods. I mean that's pretty stupid. Spray painting your eyelid. I don't yeah. know.
1: We uh I remember going to a <clears throat> we went to the fair and I swallowed a uh goldfish. Like we got like one of the goldfish yeah. that you win. But I, see, that's, I swallowed the goldfish and then I threw it back up. That w-
0: to me that would feel a lot safer than swallowing chemicals exactly you know
1: exactly not to mention that was for fun
0: and we did stunts we didn't swallow. kids really i don't know they they do stunts i mean everything evolved from bam and cky and jackass He, he was basically the first person to ever be an influencer and go viral
1: yeah yeah
0: because of the videos they put out on cky and how much popularity that it gained and then once jackass came out Everything on MTV was all reality.
1: But now they do stupid stuff in comparison. Like, our stuff was stupid, but at least it was short-term. Funny. Funny. <laughs> it was funny, but, you know, we... I mean, I, I knew going... When we did that stuff, I knew that this is not stuff I was going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, like... And now uh, we have influencers that they're like, I'm going to dedicate my entire life right. to you watching my life. That's when it's weird.
0: Like, we would do... Like, we would stuff our clothes full of pillows and ride skateboards and mimic, you know, the yeah. sweaty fat fuck skit and just bust and fall in front of pe- people in public.
1: The best was when you would still cones, traffic cones and you would close streets. Yeah. yeah. We did that quite often in Lubbock. Um, there was one place. I'm not going to say where that we had hidden. Like we would, every single time we were out, we would grab traffic cones and throw them in the back of our trucks. And there was Street one place signs, that had, yeah. yes, that had so many traffic cones heading behind a dude's house that. I don't know. I guess,
0: I guess some things have changed yet. Some things have stayed the same and in, in many other aspects of.
1: I feel like we're not, not too much of our parents fault, but I feel like we're a lot more involved in yeah. our kids. And maybe that's, maybe that's in a bad way too, that we have so much oversight, like. I don't feel comfortable. I know my parents felt comfortable just leaving me to mm. walk outside and go do whatever I wanted to do. I don't feel comfortable like that.
0: Yeah. At all. It has changed quite a bit. Like our parents are not as, they weren't as, I guess, helicopter like, Yeah, like a lot of parents are nowadays, but it just times were different. The types of worries were not the same as yeah. they are now. Yeah. And social media i think has spiked our concern with our kids in a lot of ways than it did back you know in the late 90s and early 2000s when we were allowed to just roam the streets till the till the street lights street came, on. came on you know it's just it's a different God, world
1: we sound like a bunch of fucking boomers we oh, do back
0: in the day but you know
1: <clears throat> we used to drive down main street going it's 30. just it's a
0: repetitive cycle in thirty, forty years, there's going to be some other dudes that are, you know,
1: yeah,
0: Was it Gen Z that are going to come up with a podcast and be talking about the same
1: shit? I think Gen Z are, are they're old enough now, right? Because Gen Z are like twenty year olds. Yeah, that's the thing. That's still
0: there's still such a huge gap even from a twenty year old to who we are in mid thirties. Yeah, late I don't 30s. think there's. I find like, it to very- me, it's it's a significant like. Just the way of thinking, our perspective, our way of going about business, the way that we work, our working mentality, our effort. Just everything's
1: different. I think a lot of millennials, though, don't have much of a work ethic. I know plenty of people around our age level that don't have as much of a work ethic as people that are. See, that's the interesting thing, because the people that were a couple years younger than us, or not a couple years younger than us, um, but the ones that are growing up, Now, um, you know, whose parents went through the 2008 financial crisis, some of them like us, like we did, you know, we had to live through that. I think some of us have a lot more perspective on the hard work and everything, whereas some some people our age just are lazy. Like, I don't get it, like a sense of self-entitlement. Entrepreneurs. Too many of them. When you're when you have to be an entrepreneur four different times and you're not successful. Yeah. Or you're an entrepreneur with another multi level marketing scheme. Yeah, that's a little much. I agree. That's a little...
0: There's There there are a lot of people, a large population of millennials who are lazy, but they're also a healthy amount that know what hard work is and had to grow up a certain way to where they appreciate things. You know I mean, what I mean? We're
1: still the Occupy Wall Street generation, too.
0: I mean, we I just think we're the last... <clears throat> generation that can think for themselves and we're the last analog generation and really not throw excuses to the wind and we 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 put our best foot forward and we we give our best effort and whatever it is we do no matter no matter what it is
1: and i do think we are the last ones that have the perspective of the way things used to be
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's true
1: because we still had a lot of the same experiences that our parents had
0: We come from generations where there's no social media whatsoever.
1: Yeah. And whereas kids now, the vast majority, if you're... Usually, if you're above the age of... Or if you're below the age of 30, but above the age of 18, you've always grown up with pretty much the ability to watch whatever you wanted to, whenever you wanted to. Like, I was talking to my girls the other day about the concept of how Mm -hmm. if you missed an episode, you just didn't find out what happened. Because they were wanting to watch... uh, you're going to love this. They were wanting to watch the Power Rangers episode Shit. when Tommy becomes the white Power Ranger. Never seen
0: it. No,
2: of course not.
1: And I, and they, it was like the last one and it yeah. was, it was time for us to go somewhere. And I was like, all right, girls, let's go. And they're like, no, we want to watch it. I was like, we'll watch it when we get back. And I started explaining to them when we get into the car, how they're fortunate for that. And how, you know, if you just missed it when we were kids, you just, you just missed it. You just
0: missed it. Unless you had a friend who recorded Taped it, it yeah. on a, VHS.
1: And even then, unless you just happened to buy like a TV guide mm-hmm. that actually had an article about what happened, you just didn't find out.
0: And here's the deal with the, the digital TV guide that was on TV which was on like 70 or 71. Oh yeah. you'd ha- That thing would just continuously scroll and if you missed the channel that you're trying to you know, figure out what's going to come on later on in the day, you'd you'd have to sit there another 5 minutes, 10 minutes for that channel to come back through so you could see what, what was going to come on like at 5pm.
1: That's an easy indicator if you're a little bit ADD. <laughs> if you're a little bit ADD or ADHD and you can't sit there and like, okay, the channel I'm looking for is channel 70 and I'm on channel 35. I'm going to sit here and just wait. And if you can't sit here to wait from 35 to 70, then you're probably a little ADD. <laughs> and th- because you missed it, it was everyone. It was easy now. to
0: miss. Everyone now has a short attention span because of our devices and technology and social media. Well, I even think the older it, generation, even our generation, <laughs> shit, boomer generation. Yeah. I mean, everyone is entrenched in their devices.
1: I don't think it's necessarily ADD, but it definitely is a short attention span. Like people now are they have been conditioned to expect something new and something entertaining every almost five to ten minutes. Yep. And, and, and you know, it could be – for some people, it's a lot it's a lot better, especially by the time you get to be an adult. Hopefully, you've got past that. But I know a lot of kids, um, and I've worked with a lot of kids over the years, That it's just that's the way that their brains have been conditioned because they have so much exposure to that. Like they watch five-minute episodes of something – or they watch clips, or and we did the same, we watched music videos, but I feel like oh
0: I do I the like sa- I'm the same different. thing as a child, like when it comes to my attention span these days, like I'll watch YouTube and I'll listen to maybe two or three minutes, yeah, and I'll change it to something else, an evolution that none of us can escape, and we're all programmed now to behave that way and operate that way
1: it's certainly there's they are certainly wanting us to be whoever they are the people <laughs> in control the lizard people
0: it's working it's working because you know i can't stay focused on much of anything at all unless it's something i just really love like like football or you know golf even golf i mean it's hard to watch sometimes yeah but yeah there's very few things that can captivate my attention for for more than 10 minutes
1: I can think of one thing that I know can capture your attention Even and me. that is when you find something that you can go down a rabbit hole. About. Exactly, yes. And we did a little bit of that, a little bit of that this week, didn't you?
0: I did. I did and I shared that with you. And you know, you're right when you do find something that is rabbit hole worthy, mm-hmm. your attention span grows. And I guess that's with anything your interest just becomes I don't know, more, more in depth, but yes, I know you all are sitting on the edge of your seat. (laughs) The, um, the rabbit hole that I have chose to dive down into is Scientology.
1: And the best thing about a rabbit hole like this is you're not diving in to try to find a conspiracy. You're just getting knowledge. Yeah. It's just, it's just curious because it's out there and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a well-known religion. Um, I almost said cult. I should have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it slipped out. It, it, it slipped out a little bit. Which man, uh, it, it it is that. However, not in its defense, but any organized religion is is just a micro chasm of what religion is in general.
1: Yeah, and religions really good about explaining to people and this is this is very broad so calm down <clears throat> all my friends um it's really good at explaining to people that they have some kind of a deficit in them that makes them need something else to save them regardless of what it is and i that's i think it's as basic as i can put it in uh you know and and you started down this rabbit hole because you watched one of the best shows in the world
0: right i revisited mm-hmm. Uh, an episode of South Park, <laughs> which I had watched years ago. And, you know, the algorithms, once you get into YouTube, start popping up tons of different uh, videos based on what you search and what you watch. So, of course, I watch more and yep. more and more. And Leah Remini, the um, the star of King of Queens, I've watched a lot of her interviews of She's concerning sure. Scientology. Yeah.
1: Yeah, One of the things, so the episode we're talking about Specifically is Trapped in the Closet Mm -hmm. Um, And this is something I didn't know It was nominated for an Emmy In 2006 Um, And it is also Number 17 on TV Guides Top 100 episodes Of all time (laughs) It's number 17 It's not surprising It was great, and if you haven't seen the episode It's really funny, Stan goes in for a personality test And it's, it's about Scientology, and of course, as soon as he gets in there, they want money. Yep. And they want uh, to tell him how they can help him.
0: They feed him disinformation.
1: Lots of disinformation.
0: They try to um, convince him, and it's just, it's, it's so accurate. It is. It is. Once you start researching the quote-unquote religion, it's very accurate to what they what they stand for how they approach their everyday business and how they convert people
1: through very vague statements and promises. And of course in the South park episode, they make Stan believe Mm. he's a reincarnation of their founder, L Ron Hubbard. (laughs) (laughs) So brilliant.
0: (laughs) Trey and Matt, it's just brilliant how they, how they wrote that episode. And it's like that, that type of religion is such a, dangle a carrot in front of your face religion mm-hmm. there's certain levels you have to meet to become privy to sacred scripture
1: yeah yeah and and that's always a concern like when it's you know a religion is bad when you have to reach a certain level to really know what they're trying to get you to believe like anytime there's a behind the door kind of policy yeah it's like well hang on you gotta you, you can't know that bit like that's that's troublesome that's that's never that's never a religion, that's a cult. Yes, and <laughs> Christianity, you know, Islam, stuff like that, it's very obvious where they get their religious beliefs from, you know. And the
0: longevity makes it more believable. Yeah. But even even with that, even with the doubt that we cast upon Scientology, I mean Scientology is a great, you know, example or catalyst to examine. However, religion in general fits a lot of the same wacky kooky conspiracy-driven beliefs like Scientology. When we want to break it all down, it, it's like we, we, we scoff and we laugh at Scientology, but isn't that what everything is around it? All other religions. It's all <coughs> subjective belief. It's all based on faith. And what I was told when I, or not directly told, but learned from all the stuff I've read and listened to, I guess, Scientology is not a religion of faith. It's a, it's an applied technology.
1: Yes, is what it is. It's not It's not a religion. No. It's not. Like it, it's because called there's no a religion, faith. yeah, there's no faith. Um but there are specific tenets that you have to follow. And they have it. their guidelines. Own, they have rules. their own supernatural background story, and kind of like every other religion. Yeah. Let's be honest. But the details around this religion are are so, so weird. unbelievable.
0: Um, exactly. I mean, there's unbelievable stuff in other religions, like the rapture and yeah, you know, rising from the dead and things like that.
1: But the but, fact that we are all we have souls yes. of multiple organisms in our bodies. Thetans is what they call Thetans, them. Yeah, Thetans. Thetans. Yeah. Tetans. Yeah. And <laughs> and what's his name? Was it Lord is it Lord Zenu? Zenu, yeah. Lord Zenu is a is a, a, a space pirate, basically. He's like a, a
0: warlord. He's like a lord on another planet. And and the way that they depict him in the South Park episode is hilarious. <laughs> he's like a lizard guy with a staff, <laughs> you know, and his face is all distorted. Just perfect perfect way to de- depict it. yes, it is kooky and wild and crazy and uh, it's unbelievable. you can't believe that shit like it, it, once she like Leah Rimini was saying once she achieved Ot5 or Ot6, which is the levels of what you're destined to reach with uh, commitment and longevity, she reached that and she literally had to go through these uh, processes of finding out the information. And it was just so bizarre and so stupid. Like they had to handcuff a briefcase to her. They had to set her down in a you know a weird-looking room. She had to open the briefcase and read the scripture for the first time. And it was like an epiphany moment. She was like, This is fucking stupid. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. This none of this makes sense. What are you saying? There's there's all of these spirits that are attached to me, and I've got to um, audit them, I've got to become an auditor, then I've got to have (laughs) take hold of an e meter. Yeah. That L Ron Hubbard created and this guy was a science fiction author, yet we're supposed to believe a religion that he wrote when he's known for fiction. Yeah. That makes no sense. So she was wise and finally got out of it, but she was one of the few that were raised in it. Yeah. You know. Which is crazy. Which is crazy.
1: Like I don't know the the interesting thing to me about Scientology is that when you get down to it like you said it's it's so not believable but when it doesn't have a faith like it doesn't have anything in there it seems to be from the outside looking in obviously just a bunch of people corrupting others and taking advantage of them and that's what a cult is.
0: But and that's what, mo- in my opinion, that's what modern religion is. That's what a lot of part.
1: modern, a lot of modern religions yes. are. But, but it's not just th- exclusive to Scientology. But no, other, no. There, there's but so we're, many. We're we're talking exclusively Scientology, yes, right now. And and they're wild and batshit crazy thinkings. Yes, um, you're not the only ones, guys. Don't sue us. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but seriously. Don't bash us. They yeah.
0: have a, they have a, a way of uh, public humiliating anyone. Do they really? Yes. Wow. Especially people that leave what they call blowing uh-huh if you're part of scientology and you leave uh-huh. you you blew you're a blower they blow you that's what you're known as it's just a term Oh
1: shit i wonder that what a weird term yeah, yeah. like excommunicated that sounds horrible yeah man it's a blower
0: just, okay and like now there's like this what is the guy that's the head of the mega church in houston what's his name joel osteen osteen yes. yeah that's osteen? right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, their version of Joel Austin is a guy named, uh, is it David or Michael Miscavige? He is Tom Cruise. He, no, no, wow. there's a guy named Miscavige. That's his last name. And he's, okay. he's like the head of the whole church. And it's so, it's so stupid and gimmicky how they call it a church. Anyway, <laughs>
1: yeah. he tax purposes. That's the only reason yeah, why. I, and tax and they're
0: benefiting billions of dollars. Oh yeah. By that loophole, mm-hmm. which we'll go into that in here in a second, but the Miscavige nice. guy is the one that's in charge of everything and he kind of rules it with an iron fist, kind of like a dictator. He resembles, you know, S- Stalin, Hitler, that's what a lot of people have said based on how he rules things and does things behind the scenes. A lot of shady stuff. The guy from uh, that 70s show just got put in prison for the rapes that he committed while in Scientology, <clears throat> Danny Masterson. Oh, Danny
1: Masterson? Oh, hang on, yeah. hang on. I didn't realize that him being in Scientology was kind of connected to that. Yes. Like
0: they, they If you're a member, they really protect you. They go out above and beyond to protect you, and they try to protect him and sweep a lot of things under the rug that were going on within the Scientology walls. And that Miscavige guy, he's got so many lawsuits and so many um, I don't, indictments against him, but they can't find him right now. Like, he's just... Bouncing around, if you can't be found, you can't be apprehended to you know face face all of this all of these suits. So did Danny suits.
1: did Danny Masterson leave the cult the church?
0: I don't know if he left. I don't think he did. It was just the information that got leaked, and it was just too much for him to overcome. Like there were so many uh, people that corroborated it, so he was canned, and he's in prison right now. Yeah, probably for. I don't know, 40 years.
1: It was like three different right charges or like three different. And I guess girls. it was
0: documented within Scientology. It was reported, but they didn't do anything about it. No. Oh. so,
1: well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's all ruled by this Miscavige guy who is in charge that, and he does a lot of shady stuff and his wife has been missing since 2005. And mm-hmm. Leah Rimini is like on a mission to find out where she is. And she's filed police reports. She's done all this legwork to try to that's 20 locate years her.
1: That's a long, that's a long. She's and the dead. police are
0: like, look, there's nothing we can do. We've talked to the family. And I've guessed they have talked to her. I don't know how, how that would, how that would go down, but they pretty much backed up, backed off of the entire case. And they're not trying to find her. Apparently, she's doing well. She just wants to be left alone. But Leah Rimini doesn't believe that, and so there's an, another few high-profile Scientologists that don't believe former fi- Scientologists that don't believe she's alive anymore. They think. So, that, what is but, the Queen of Queens? Scavage maybe ha- killed her, or What's her keeping her in a dungeon somewhere? Leah, Shelley
1: Leah Remini. Leah Remini. What yeah, are the so, What are the odds that she's just crazy? And talking all this shit. No, she's she's trying to Because you grew up in Scientology. And if that's crazy, but you grew up around the crazy. She seems she seems normal now. She seems like she's just
0: trying to take down Scientology. And she really, I guess, had a good relationship with this with Miscavige's wife, which is her name is Shelley. So she had a good relationship with her. And how Leah Rimini the downfall, how it happened was at Tom Cruise's wedding.
1: Which one? When Katie, Katie, Katie Holmes? Holmes.
0: Katie Holmes. So it was a wedding of the century, right? Oh,
1: dude. David Miscavige is the second and current leader of the Church of Sun. This dude looks like a supervillain. He looks like awesome. Not stuff. even gonna lie. Like my goodness. They can't locate him. But
0: the wedding of the century, Leah Rimini is invited. She was really good friends with Jennifer Lopez at the time. Apparently, the church didn't want them to commingle at the wedding. They set them apart, this and that. A lot of weird things were going on. And she went up to the Miscavige guy and was like, hey, where's Shelly? And everybody started acting weird. And from that moment forward, she had pretty much been shunned from the Scientologist world because of her behavior at the wedding and for her asking where Shelly was.
1: Oh, wow. Well, Leah Remini's lawsuit against the Church of Scientology survived its first hurdle because she's accused the Church of Scientology and its leader, David Miscavige, of running a campaign to ruin her life and career. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: she's she's just becoming a spokesperson against Scientology and trying to bring it down. From the roots, and, and she's recruited a bunch of former Scientologists to help her. So.
1: so, Scientology has argued that it has free speech to call Remini, in their words, a bigot, a racist, and an abusive. Yeah. And say that she promotes hate speech. Wow.
0: I told you, they, they try to take you down in the most blunt way possible, like the most confrontational way possible. That That's how they operate.
1: wild. And did you? She's a Nazi. <laughs> she condones child molestation or pedophilia or all these nasty things. None of them are actionable, right? Slapped. Oh, wow. Like yeah, they go after. Jeez, huh? that is just not holding back. Like that is cancel culture before cancel culture.
0: And one thing I found interesting that she was talking about, and what I've heard others talk about, is when they're young, they have to sign a contract and to be in uh, an organization called the C Organization.
1: S E A or S E E.
0: SEA. Oh, okay. Sea organization. Sea organization. And it's got a, on the contract, there's a freaking seahorse on it. Anyway, (laughs) you sign this contract. You sign this fucking contract for a billion years, is what's written on the contract. You will serve Scientology for one billion years. One billion
1: years. I remember this dude back in 2009, allegedly from like Russia, was paying people $10,000 for their souls. And I remember my roommate at the time was thinking, he's like, man, I think I'm going to do it. He's like, I mean, maybe it's legit. Maybe it's not legit. But as long as I get the check. <laughs> would you? So, uh, so, all right. So they're signing away a billion years. Billion years of, of service. Of, of service of their and attached they, spirits. And they would
0: pay these kids like 40 cents a week to work out in the fields and do manual labor. Like it's, it's child endangerment. Um, child labor laws would you know it's just crazy man what they do. Did Tom
1: to Cruise leave the church?
0: No. As far as I know he's not.
1: Oh man. Tom Cruise uh is widely considered to be the celebrity poster child of Scientology.
0: He is and you've got John Travolta and uh Lisa Marie was before she passed and um Christy
1: Alley. There's a there's a series of people, man. There's a lot. Um, and it was interesting because the church, Scientology, allegedly facilitated him and uh, his his breakup with someone named Rogers. It hmm. uh, helped him. Oh, I guess his first wife, um, and then helped him get together with Nicole Kidman. And then
0: uh, they yeah they said in the '90s his his uh, involvement faded away. But they were on a heavy recruiting mission to get him back involved. And they gave him some fake award they made up. And it's so cringy and weird. Have you seen the video? No. When they present him the uh, the medal. looks like a freaking uh, dinner dish medal they put around <laughs> his neck. And then they all turn and salute L. Ron Hubbard's fucking photo no painting way. on the wall. It's so weird, man. It It is a definition of a cult. Yes. Like... I feel like there's a spectrum, right? Right. Yeah. There's a spectrum of cultiness. This is all the way like
2: <laughs>
1: the, the needle. Of the needle
0: is pushing all the way to the right on this one. Now, you put other religions in there, the needle's going to be a different places, right? Yeah. Well, with this one, it's all the way there. It's like Jonestown. It's like uh, um, the one in California in the late '90s where they all drink Kool Aid and they all wear in Nikes heaven's yeah. gate or something, yeah, like, something that. like that i know i, you know, know, I know the I, I know the pop culture reference and and you know the the manson family and that th- one the needle's pretty wild. far to the right yeah, on that yeah right
1: and scientology i feel like is just not to try to give them credit or anything they seem to be doing it pretty right
0: it's just a money making business yeah but and, and, they're and, killing and, they're, and they're making a
1: lot but, all right so i wanted to
3: listen to this real quick you should call yourself a scientologist and it's something that you have And because a Scientologist does, he or she has the ability to create new and better realities and improve conditions. Uh, Being a Scientologist, you look at someone and you know absolutely that you can help them. So for me, it really is KSW, and it's just like, it's it's something that uh, I don't mince words with that, you know, with, with anything that LRH says, but that policy to me has really gone, boy, and I, I, I there's a time I went through and I said, you know what, when I read it, I, you know, I just went, this is it, this is exactly it, being a Scientologist, when you drive past an accident, it's not like anyone else, as you drive past, you know you have to do something about it, because <laughs> you know you're the only one that can really help, but that's... That's what drives me is that I know that we have an opportunity and uh, to really help for the first time.
1: You know what's crazy <clears throat> is that dude is so weird and good at so many and does so many different things. I fully believe he buys into that wholesale.
0: It, it, he does, and here's the deal. Like, with no shame. When you're so <clears throat> bought into something the rationality in your mind becomes so one-sided you have so much tunnel vision that you're not willing to see past the bullshit yeah and he's become so big of big of a figure within the the religion that he can't see past his ego he can't see past the initial learnings of of everything that Scientology has to offer. He's rationalized it so many times in his mind and, um, justified it in his mind that he's never going to deter from it.
1: But at the same time, <clears throat> he's also some kind of a freak of nature. Yeah. I mean, the man is in amazing shape. He's like not six, just for his age. I think he's 61 now. Yeah. He's holy cow. That man is in amazing shape and does all of his own stunts. still is doing action movies. <clears throat> I mean, he,
0: he, He's probably the last real movie star.
1: Action star or just movie star?
0: Like I would say action movie star, like that that can do anything.
1: Yeah, I'm kinda I'm kinda surprised that he never got into a comic book at all. Just because you would think I mean he's done sci fi type movies. He's done a ton of them. And maybe that's why he's kind of carved out his own little niche for that as but well. Maybe,
0: do you think this is probably a fact maybe he's just so out of touch with the reality based on the false reality that he lives by being an actor that this stuff that Scientology teaches makes sense to him you think it's because of the way that he lives his life and the different types of people he's been in all of these different roles and throughout the years and been a part of these productions this just fits him because that's who he is.
1: Well, and I I agree with you because I think it has to do with a lot of people. Like we see a lot of this in Californian areas because generally California is known to be a home to more eclectic people. But I've known some right. artists. Um, I mean, hell, you can even music people like very very music people. Those type of artists they're weird. Mm-hmm. Like. I remember taking education class, and this is not to be as a matter of disrespect, it's just the way that it is in my opinion. Um, I remember taking education classes, and one of them was educational psychology, and we took it, education students took it, but then also music majors took it. And I had a class where there was a handful of education majors, and the majority of the people were music majors. And it was a weird bunch. Not in a bad way, just... They had their own little perspectives it, and that artistic perspective. Tend, yeah, I yeah. can tend I can see it. I and I can see him being just weird and artistic enough and odd enough to be like, yeah. They're just more free spirited.
0: They they're open to fucking
1: aliens, man. They're, it's aliens. Yeah.
0: They're they're open to new possibilities, thinking outside of the box, going against the norm, against uh, you know, the, the authoritative status quo that's who those people are and he's that way and he's just lived such a fantasy life like who who has the privilege to live his a life like that and he lives yeah. it and his ego's so huge i could totally see someone like him believing that kind of crud but it is it is surprising because tom cruise is a very in, intelligent human being is he though I mean, he has to be to be able to.
1: Let's see what else he says. you don't necessarily have to be
0: intelligent. You've got to be. Let's see. You know what? Here, here's what it is. You've got to be a good fucking liar because all acting is is lying. Yeah. So there's that. And
3: uh, I am dedicated to that. I'm gonna. I'm absolutely uncompromisingly dedicated
1: to that. I mean, ego on this
3: dude. We is. You know, as also the public, it's like, we have a responsibility. It's not just the orgs. It's not just Dave Miscavige. You know, it's not just not just me. It's you. It's everyone out there kind of rereading KSW and looking at what needs to be done and saying, okay, am I going to do it or am I not going to do it? Period. And am I going to look at that guy or am I too afraid because I have my own out ethics to put in someone else's ethics? My
1: own out ethics to put in someone else's ethics. Because that's their. Verbiage. they find them to be – and see, that's what's so interesting about it. And that's why I agree with you. Someone like him can buy into it wholesale because I think they naturally view themselves as being better than other people. Yes. Like so 100%. They want, to be,
0: they want to be different in every single walk of life, including their, their beliefs.
1: Yeah. And so they're they're better. They're better than everybody else. And so they're a step above. And in order to believe that, you've got to be so kind be, of well, it.
0: You've got to be out of touch with reality. And most yeah. rich people are out of touch with reality. Oh, well, I'll agree with that. So that's another thing. That's why you see so many celebrities in Scientology, because they're just so out of touch with the, how the world operates, what it's like to live a real everyday life. They haven't lived an everyday life since they were probably, you know, teenagers and their you know young childhood years i mean it's been so long they're out of touch
1: you want to hear some interesting ones that you may, you know john travolta's one yeah um i don't know who that person is elizabeth moss mm. i don't know who that person is ann archer i know the name tom cruise of course D- i didn't know danny had a brother named christopher but danny danny masterson was one yep that for sure was happening. <clears throat> Michael Pena? Do you mm-hmm. know who that is? The actor? He's he's a scientist. That dude.
0: Oh, wow. Really? He's a
1: Scientologist. Okay. That's See, and weird. that's interesting. This and Chris, chick.
0: Christy Alley. This chick.
1: You remember this chick from like early 2000s movies? Yeah. Yeah. She's a Scientologist. Christy Alley. That chick is wild. And
0: Lisa Marie was too from what I heard. Before she passed. No shit. Yeah.
1: Oh, Giovanni Ribisi. You That's, recognize him at yeah, least? Yeah, I recognize okay. the faces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize the other dude. I don't recognize that dude. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting.
0: It becomes a club. It becomes a who's who, and yeah. if you're part of it, you have to be a part of it. you, you have you, you want to be a part of it. So you, you go and you recruit and you do everything you can to stay a part of it. <laughs> that guy, what is his name?
1: Oh, no, he was in uh, – you know he was, though. Yeah, yeah He yeah. was in, like, Remember the Titans.
0: Yes, he was the big fat guy.
1: Yeah, but he's lost a lot of weight. Have you seen him recently?
0: Uh-uh. I, I think I did see a meme of, of, of him lo- having the lost the weight because uh, they were doing, like, a before and after side-by-side.
1: Side. <clears throat> yeah, dude got – oh, yeah, here he is now. Oh, wow yeah. And here's a good side by side. That's insane. Damn, it's it is wild, man. I, I don't know. If I if I had if you had to, like would you would you join a cult? No. Like if a cult comes in and, and they're like, Hey, think it's I, the next big thing, you got friends that are doing it would you just be like I yeah, think they're
0: whatever. fascinating how, how psychology is intertwined within a cult and how Manipulation can be the driving motor of of convincing people to do one thing or another. It's very intriguing to me, like intellectually, to get to know what makes people tick and what drives them to believe these things. Like, it's just, it's insane the how the mind works.
1: I wouldn't mind interviewing a Scientologist. Yeah, I wouldn't would. Either. Would they be able to talk about it and well, get into and here's detail the thing. about it?
0: No, they wouldn't because the there's hell? certain things they can't talk about. Like They will be punished, reprimanded, have to go through months of auditing and ethics yeah. and all that. Oh, well, whatever, they get, they get called,
1: what was it, Nazi and, mm-hmm. and
0: child molester. They and, will public shame you. What, what Scientology is good at is covering up your dirt. They, when you wow, become man. a Scientologist, you have to tell them everything that you've ever done that was wrong. Even and they hold on to of, that. And why do you think they do that? Well, it's because if you ever try to leave and you're not funneling money to them anymore, they're going to blackmail you.
1: I wonder how much their tithing is. I don't know, yeah. man.
0: But it's so it's so funny how they call it a church. So let's talk about L. Ron Hubbard. I don't know much about the guy, but I know that this started in 1952, maybe?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. Since it came from him and he was a science fiction writer... It's hard to not think, like I don't know how you don't deduce that. Okay, well maybe he just made this up. Like that's just that has to be your initial thing. Yeah, hundred percent. And then when you when you apparently read it, you know, and it says, it seems very very vague. Also in the the tendency, you know, you have to be good, and it makes you a better. And I don't know, it just.
0: Now, are there probably a lot of um, aspects to it that are helpful in your life? Probably. Like every religion.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, you can take the good and the bad and leave the bad.
0: the meat and potatoes don't add up.
1: No. No. And that's, that's the interesting part. And I think that when you get into it, that's what Scientologists do not want you to focus on. They don't want you to focus on... The trillions of souls that were dropped here—the frozen
0: aliens—they dropped in volcanoes.
1: Oh, that's right. They were, they dropped them in volcanoes, and then
0: the, the the spirits came out of the volcanoes up into dream catchers. The, well, they the, were
1: trying to get to heaven the, the, or something, the,
0: right? Escape back to their planet, maybe. But yeah. Lord Xenu captured them, right, and then put them in a facility to be brainwashed and yeah. watch like videos of the Egyptians and. Uh, yeah. propaganda
1: lots of propaganda and yeah the interesting part with that is it was giant vacuums that were <laughs> sucking up the souls and so the souls naturally is, just attached to humans but cavemen to cavemen everybody yeah. to cavemen so you know he does have that going for him he has <laughs> the science behind a natural evolutionary development of humans that other religions don't have I mean, I don't even think Mormons have that. They they're still grounded in a little bit of a little bit of Christianity. They John symbols. Smith. Yeah, yeah, John okay. Smith. and, and they, but, The
0: tablets and a hat.
1: Well, actually, you know what? I'm I'm pretty sure the Mormons believe in another planet too. Kolob.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so. another
1: planet with them too. And you
0: know, this is what I this is the problem I have with every religion because my brain's not f- f- wired to think like Tom Cruise or think like all of these people that are involved because i question things i question and i want to know answers and i'm logical i'm analytical and if i don't have a concrete answer if i don't have proof it's hard for me to fucking believe
1: and yeah yeah it is and that's and, and that's when how it comes to religion yeah and now, that's
0: how it's supposed to be I'll, I'll i'll backslide and say yeah i believe in ghosts <laughs> so i'll contradict myself i don't care but when it comes to religion, man, I just...
1: Well, there's not know. as much dogma just behind it. There's a lot of
0: it. Do I, do I believe in a higher power? Of course. I have my faith. I have that good and bad. I believe there's a heaven and hell. You know, Yes, but a lot of this, the teachings and, and stories and allegories and things are just so bizarre. It's hard to wrap my head around, and then you have something that's been translated from thousands of years. Yeah. So... There's that
1: some English dude. And there's one thing that we know about King, King white dudes in England over the dark ages, spinning the narrative.
0: Yeah. Spinning the <laughs>
1: narrative being utterly stupid, fucking their cousins and mm-hmm. sisters and brothers. And, and that's the, it's, it's not going to end that well, but, and that's it. You know, but you you talk about ghosts. That's the good thing about ghosts is that's a, I would consider a, not that religion is unhealthy, but a healthier supernatural belief because mm-hmm. there's no dogma attached to it you're not saying oh if you don't believe the right thing in the right way you're gonna die it's just a i don't know what happens when you die mm-hmm. what if your soul or what if this thing whatever it is that we feel is inside of us that we feel is different that other things don't have what if it sticks around right like that's just what a cool concept
0: reincarnated i think there's there's tons of religions that involve reincarnation right. and all times types of different um what would you reincarnate beliefs like that as
1: would you reincarnate as an animal or an insect?
0: Uh, probably an animal. You
1: think? Yeah,
0: probably an animal.
1: Yeah, you would think if you did an insect, you would reincarnate pretty soon after. Right. You know, it, it, shelf it just, life of an insect. Not very. It'd boring. be
0: very rapid and yeah. fast paced and just recycled.
1: I think one of the most terrifying things to be terrifying, but also fun, could probably be like a field mouse. Hmm. Because you have wide open, you generally have a large assortment of, of things. But then you've got really strong predators from everywhere. You got snakes everywhere. You've got birds that you know. Hawks, I think birds
0: would be really owls. cool to reincarnate as. Yeah, something bird. that can fly. Yeah, something you can fly. Uh, they can fly. You can have a broad perspective of everything around. You'll you. be born a penguin.
1: <laughs> oh God,
0: yeah, or a fucking chicken.
1: <laughs> An ostrich might be pretty cool though.
0: Yeah, I mean, those things can kick hard.
1: <laughs> yes, and they're huge. They're so damn big. Like that. Aren't is, they weird? Yeah,
0: they have the structure of like a T Rex.
1: Yes, they're not. They. It's weird to when you say birds. You know, we think animals, mammals. Yeah, it's it's different to see how you can get a dog, mm-hmm. a, a a whale, and a human. You know, that's a huge variety of different mammals. But birds, you look at a penguin, a uh, a chinchilla, or like a little little bird like a little hummingbird or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then an ostrich. And it's like dinosaurs. Gotta be dinosaurs. I always want to be a minotaur. Which one's that?
0: Half man, half horse. Which half? Top Half. <laughs> Top half, top half man, <laughs> top half man. Rest of your body's a horse. Oh, that's the one that's or like, a bull or something. Yeah, yeah. Minotaur. But they've
1: still got four legs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't remember if that was a centaur. Centaur is the other way around, right? Centaur is like some weird creature. <laughs> I right? may have had had a minotaur. No, I think set, you're right. It, I think you're right. Two. I think a minotaur is that one.
0: Yeah, because I always I loved minotaur. Mortal Kombat, and that was one of the uh, the bosses you, so to speak, had to defeat to go unlock other characters and shit. So yeah, the fantasy realm. And then you think of ancient ancient religions too, like the Egyptians, Greeks, Roman, well, Roman Catholic. It's all all so strange, man.
1: It's fascinating. Yeah, all the different gods, how they all kind of intertwine. And then, you know, it's interesting, like the Greeks and the Romans had very, very similar gods. The Egyptians had very similar gods. And then you get to like, Some of the Sumerian stuff. And that shit's weird. The Mayans. Yes. And who's
0: to say one of those indigenous cultures are not or are correct in their belief? Nobody knows.
1: I'm trying to think. I think it was a South Park episode, too. Or it may have been a Family Guy uh, clip where someone dies and goes up. And he gets to heaven, and he sees who all's in heaven. And it's it's a certain religion is like, oh, it's this. I, you know, I thought it was gonna be this other religion, but now it's this religion. Yeah, it just, yeah, it yeah, Interesting.
0: I just I, it's hard for me to uh, be okay with the arrogance surrounding religion and how they try to cram it down your throat and make you feel guilty. And
1: yeah, the guilt tripping, guilt tripping is, you, is and, difficult in that
0: kind of stuff. That's what I'm not a fan of the modern cultiness of it.
1: I don't even think it's necessarily more modern because I remember. It was, of course, small towns are different. Are, are different, but it was a. It was very much an expectation that church was a major part of your yes, life,
0: especially in where we're from in yeah, Texas yeah, and in yeah. West Texas Panhandle. I mean, it's Bible Belt. That's where we're from, and that's what you're taught.
1: And even now, I think, I do think it's it's helped a little bit in that. I feel like as many churches and everything we have, generally, if you go to church often, generally, you're a pretty decent person. Mm-hmm. And we still have a lot of people that fake it. Yes. A lot of people that, the, that just abuse, go.
0: And that's what I'm not a fan of, the the, the, the abuse, the manipulation.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's that's hard to overshadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not, not overshadow. That's hard to hide the fact that when you have so many churches, they're going to be in every single church. You're going to have those yes. people. Um, and they kind of bounce from church to church.
0: They do. They they don't like one. They'll go to another. It's just the artificial uh, nature of of the feel, the vibes, has always, always been an issue with me since I was a kid. And that's just how I'm programmed. Just not a fan of the whole church organization and being a part of a body. Now... I don't know. I think that you can, you can have your own relationship and not have to do those things and be a part of those organizations and be just fine.
1: And it's, you know, I think I agree with you. I think it should be that way. You should have your own personal relationship and you, I'm kind of the same. I mean, we, we attend church. We go to mass on Sundays. We try to go to mass most Sundays. Um, if not, we go Saturday nights, but it's, I don't feel as much of a connection. I try to have the connection because I know my wife wants it. I know the girls want to be a part of it and we go and we talk to people and things like that, but it's just, it's, it's still an awkward feeling for me.
0: It's just, you and I are are programmed in a way where there are questions. There are themes that cross our mind that, that seems silly and things that don't make sense, which of course it's never going to make sense to, to, to everyone, but it just, those things rumble through my mind more than, more than not. And that's why I've always just been a little bit distant from it. And the whole Scientology thing is just, you know. Scientology is funny. It's it's funny. (laughs) It's hilarious. It's so bizarre. It's, none of it is true. And it just reminds me, like, this is just, this is a microcosm of what it all is. Yeah. What it all is. This is just a tiny, you know, example of what, Everyone believes
1: Scientology is a, is a really good example of how people will believe anything. If you sell it well enough,
0: mm-hmm. it reminds me of the door door to door, you know, salesmen that would try to sell you a Kirby vacuum. Yeah.
1: Hey, some of those dudes, I remember this one dude came yes. by, he wasn't selling a vacuum. Um, no, there was one dude that came by and he stayed for like thirty minutes and vacuumed something because he said he was a soldier or he was a veteran, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I feel bad. There was another dude that he came by. He was just entertaining. Yeah, I ended up paying him like thirty bucks because he like washed something. He like washed a hubcap or something on an old Lincoln. I don't. I
0: don't know where they find those people, but they're very
1: they're good, good at what
0: they do. I had one come to my old house when I used to live um, on on Osage and.
1: Oh damn! That's Joseph
0: brave. was there one night. Oh, He'll tell you this story. <laughs> You know, and you know, I think I only had Jason at the time, my oldest, and he was, you know, maybe a year, year old. And this guy knocks on the door. He's trying to sell a vacuum. It's a Kirby. Yep. And those things look so like vintage and throwback. It's unreal. Yeah. It's like, how do these things still work? But it worked phenomenally, but the guy wouldn't leave after the demonstration. We're just like, no, we're not, we're not really interested. And, it really started to tick Joseph off that this guy wouldn't leave. And it was ticking me off too, but it was more so ticking him off. So yeah. he he pulled me aside into the kitchen and was like, hey, man, do you want me to go get the gun? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to go scare this guy? And I'm like, I don't know, man. We might have to because this dude won't leave. And he was there for like freaking four or five hours.
1: Oh, damn. Just waiting on the ride After the sun or went down.
0: After the sun went down. Yeah, man, like. Because that is one thing. We finally had to. We finally had to be rude to him for him to leave. Like wow. it was that bad.
1: He just. He just didn't. He do just you think he just didn't? Catch wouldn't a take hint? no for an answer. Oh, that's what it was.
0: Basically, and just kept on and on and on, and you could do this payment plan because they try to sell those things for like a couple of grand.
1: Yeah, it's a ridiculous amount of money. I'm like, we can't afford it's that. It's ridiculous. And then
0: when he left, I was like, I'm so glad we didn't do that because, yeah, they're probably good vacuums, but. It'll be paid off in how yeah. long? Yeah, six years, <laughs> yeah. seven
1: years. I do feel bad, and I don't mind telling this story. Um, I completely made some dude's day and then ripped it out from under him. Um, So this was like 2006, maybe. <laughs> I think I was like 19 Um, because it was hidden here in Amarillo because I was living at the house on Milam. Um, and this kid came by. And I say kid because we were probably the same age. And he was selling magazines. And he was talking about how he didn't really get a good sale. And I told him I was going to buy like $400 worth of magazines. And I filled out all the paperwork and stuff like that. And then as soon as he left, like, because he, he wouldn't leave. Kind of the same deal. Yeah, I was like, yeah. sure, man, I'll buy it. I called and I canceled him. And I felt like a dick for it. But I was like, dude, this dude's just not leaving. Magazines. So, man, That's
2: yeah. that brings back some Magazine memories. subscriptions. Yeah. And it was
1: like Time Magazine. Home mm-hmm. and Garden, I don't know, a bunch of random ones. I, was like, I, used, I, to love, one I used to love reading
0: magazines or reading the newspaper. Those were always
1: –
0: it made my morning and my day better when I grabbed the newspaper from outside, read it before I went to school. I was informed. I felt accomplished because I had actually read something. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a good time. Good like, time. Because I'll, those don't exist anymore.
1: I like East Bay Magazine. Yeah, used, East Bay you, Magazine. Yeah, I used, used to, to get East those. Bay. Those are great. I used to look forward to magazines. I had Zoo Books. Zoo Books. For Field and Stream. For a little bit. I never had Field and Stream. Zoo Books were always fun.
0: Zoo Books were great, yeah. Um. There's so many. So many good ones. Especially the ones you could buy at the book fair when you were a kid. It's an endless yeah. amount of possibility there. The Goosebumps books.
1: Goosebumps. I have a, a, a large stack of, nowhere near all, but I have a large stack of Goosebumps books um, that I never read. I just have accumulated over the last few years. Once I love the covers. Kids. They're so The cool. artwork. Yes. And the show was great. Yeah. The show, the was, show cool. was great. The show was great. But I'm I'm waiting for the day that for the girls to get a little bit older and really start to kind of be interested in in a little bit scary stuff. They say they want to do scary stuff, but scary stuff. They just, just they're just they're they just different strokes
0: for cool. different folks. And you know paranormal stuff. I like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just all full of contradictions and <laughs> obscurity. Yeah, now you're you full of wonder, full of wonder, and, and that's what and you just get. Darkness and unsure thoughts. About where where we are, who created us, and where we're going.
1: And, you know, when you're driving down the road and you see a guy and he's trying to speed up and swerve into you a little bit. And he's not really meaning to, but you're like... And you had that thought in your head, like, I'm just going to swerve into him and make him wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do those things. Don't do folks. those things. Don't do those things. But, you know, thoughts.
0: <laughs> thoughts, yeah. Are we in another
1: dimension? Hmm. Okay, so... I, I still – I see a lot of people <laughs> posting about the whole –
0: Another Whenever
1: – yeah. Well, we'll do this one, and then we'll wrap it up real quick. Um, that whenever they turned on the CERN, the, the super collider, <laughs> the particle right. collider, yeah, yeah. that it shifted us just a little bit into another universe, another dimension that's slightly different from the projected tr- path that we were supposed to be on. And that's why – things just constantly seem to mandela
0: be effect and
1: things like that well and, and yeah some of the mandela effect because some of that stuff i believe like the only ones i don't believe in the the berenstain Sin band. bears the berenstain bears one i could have sworn but that that makes sense that's easily explainable mm-hmm. the ones to me that are are the monopoly man yeah the monocle. that's that that no yeah i have so many memories of seeing him with that and the, the peanut guy the he has peanut a monocle too yeah um. What was the other one? There was another one that was really big. The fruit of the loom, not having a cornucopia.
0: Cornucopia. Yeah.
1: I, again, that is something I would have put money on growing up. That I have an image in my head of a cornucopia with fruit of the loom, in in a nineties era. But I can't. But it doesn't exist.
0: Same with me. I, I I fully can picture that in my mind. Um, do you believe that deja vu? is related to an alternative universe.
1: That's interesting. Kind of. Deja vu is another weird thing. But also, I also know how, how our memories work a little bit. And I can kind of see how deja vu is our brain piecing together very similar instances mm-hmm. in our working memory that just lingered a little bit in our in our long-term memory. And then it just connect somehow it just connects somehow yeah. and we feel like oh man this really really makes sense but then there's been other times i'm like no i've had this exact same conversation like i know exactly what's gonna happen
0: and then you go down the rabbit hole of dreams
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: and that's just a whole nother thing like i have every night i have a vivid dream it is incredibly crazy and i'm not afraid to admit it i have more fun in my dreams than i do in real life oh yeah like yeah. it is, it's a trip, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. There's a lot of science there, and
1: I always find it weird how many people I see in my dreams that yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I'll always have, and I, I don't know if this is the right term, an anchor. But there's always somebody that I know in the dream, and it could be an obscure person, like someone from years ago, or someone I saw on the news, someone I saw in a movie. Like you know, Dwayne the Rock exactly. Johnson might yeah, be my yeah. anchor because he's a person I recognize. Um,
0: but they're just weird. <laughs> it's man. That recall, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I don't know.
1: I still like the idea that we're that we're in a simulation. I think that's just so fun to think about. Yeah. Not could, to like I mean, sit there and obsess over, but it is such an interesting. That could be a reality.
0: That could be the 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 truth. And you know what the the religion down in uh, somewhere in remote Africa that where they worship the frog. Maybe that's the religion. Yeah, that's correct. Maybe that's the truthful religion. Who knows?
1: Maybe we are just a wart on a giant frog's back in the middle of space. I mean, the
0: the universe is infinite, so that's a possibility. I mean, I, Zenu. Hey, with the, with the revelation of UFOs, UAPs. Yeah.
1: There, there's the f- nothing coming from that. No, no. We, the government's not going to do anything. <laughs> we need, we, we're going to have to have Zoltan. Trump back in the White House before that happens. Zoltan. Zoltan. Oh, God, Zoltan.
0: God, that was a great Dude, movie. Dude, Where's My Car? Great movie. Great movie.
1: We're going to leave you with Dude, Where's My Car?
0: Yes. Um, what is it? What does she say at the Chinese drive-thru?
1: And then... And then... Uh, and then you can put it in a brown paper bag and hand it to me because I'm done ordering.
0: (laughs) Until Uh, next time. Episode 130. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.